Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. We have a great show in store for you today. Joining me today is my friend Carla Soniker, which is really funny because I didn't even know for sure how to pronounce your last name, but yet we've been friends for a long time. (laughs) So I apologize for that. No worries. But Carla is the Idaho State Outreach Coordinator for Moms in Prayer International, and she does a phenomenal job. Carla, thank you so much for joining me today. How thank are you? you? I'm good. I am I am very thankful to be here, not only to be asked, but to be getting over my cold enough that you can actually hear me with all the scratchiness, but at least not coughing every other second. Oh so. my gosh. I was where was I? I was at someplace yesterday and and had to cough and I and I looked at him and I said, I promise I'm not sick, I just have a tickle. Mm-hmm. And then we all laughed because yes. three years ago we would never have quantified a cough. No. Right. <laughs> right. So yes. I'm glad you're feeling better and, and you could join us. We have lots to talk about today. Yeah, I'm but... super excited about this. Thank you. But you have you have been active with Moms in Prayer for how long? I believe it's thirty years. My oldest daughter is thirty-six and she was in the first grade. Do you want to hear how I found out about moms? I'd love prayer? to. Yeah. Okay. We lived in Wenatchee, Washington, and I was the mom with three kids at home. She was first grader, oldest, first year in a elementary school that I had attended myself. So very excited about her going to school, but you know, very wanting to be involved in her education. So found a way to volunteer in the classroom, joined the PTA. You know, thought I. I had all my my organizational skills uh, on the table. And that spring or fall, somewhere in there, I was invited to a coffee informational by another mom in my daughter's classroom. And she said, we're going to hear about Moms in Touch, it was called at that time, but same ministry. It The ministry is about 40 years old. Okay. And um, a local coordinator in Wenatchee came that day. There probably was 25 of us in the room, and she shared with us what Moms in Prayer was, and the Lord just said to my heart, this is how I want you to impact your daughter's education. And so as a group, we hired a babysitter because we all had littles, and then we met at a house down the block, and you pray for one hour a week uh, using a four-step format for the your children the teachers, the administrators at the school. And um, I had a little hiatus when they all graduated from high school and moved here. And the Lord reconnected me with then state coordinator Robin Elliott. And I said to her, "Uh, you know, I have a lot of business skills I'm not using since we moved to Idaho. And, and I'd be happy to help if I can further the ministry in any way. And she said, well, you have to be in a group. And I said, well, all my kids have graduated from school. And she said, well, aren't you a new grandma? I have a grandma looking for a partner. And so in 2015, in a week that I had no idea how much my family was going to need prayer, God put me right back in a weekly group praying with another mom. And that was such a gift at that moment. We encountered something I had not yet encountered as a mom and a mother-in-law. And... um 
just watch through the end. And then we adopted local schools because I didn't have any kids in school. Yeah. So today I lead a group of 11 women who all are post school age moms. We all have adopted a different local area school that we pray for staff members um, one by one each week. And one of our children, we scripturally support them in prayer. It's amazing. I think I, I believe it was you who was, was speaking at, at a group that I used to attend. The group is no longer meeting, but I believe you came in one day and spoke and suggested that if you're not in a group, mm. but you're a prayer warrior, to pray your way through a school zone. Oh. And mm. I've done Everyone that. Everyone you go so past. Many times. Yeah. yeah. You know, just pray cover, that God cover. would raise up moms to pray every week for that school. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... It, and, you know, I, so my first ever speeding ticket was in a school zone. Me too, here in Idaho. Yep. I have my. <laughs> Down on Broadway and Boise Avenue. That's exactly. Yep. I got, oh, I got mine on Broadway in Meridian. And, oh, see? And, yeah. 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 Oh. Right on the corner of Pine, Broadway, and Meridian in a school zone. Yeah. So I, I kind of am sensitive <laughs> to, <laughs> so, yes. to uh, my, mine was big enough. I had to, I had to go to court because it was big. Yes. Um, it was clear back in 1980. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been a day or two, but it left a mark. Yes. And so, and bless the judge's heart, you know, he's like, do you have a reason for this? And I said, no, I was stupid, mm-hmm. you know, and I could have killed somebody's kid. And I was not kind to myself. And years later found out that judge had given me a withheld judgment. Oh. I, you know, I was 18 years old. I had no idea oh. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was in the wrong. And so... That gave me a whole different perspective on going through school zones, mm-hmm. besides watching for children, was that, gosh, there's people in that building that need prayer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And teachers, now we just shared it really, with all our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> teachers, when, you get, when we get a chance to hear testimony from teachers, they are so appreciative. They just know how much God is involved in their interactions with children all the time. Well, and, you know, I, I came from... A, a very a healthy home, mm-hmm. a very healthy family, parents intact, the whole bit, you know. But as as so many of the guests on this show, whether it's through foster care or children as they age out of foster care or even some of my human trafficking guests, not everybody comes from that whole and healthy home environment. Mm-hmm. And our teachers see that. They see the children who are not eating because there's no food, there's no money for food. Mm-hmm. They see the children whose parents may not be coming home at night or have to work nights yeah. or all the different things or the whole, you know, the sudden death or a divorce. And our teachers need to be covered in that prayer. Mm-hmm. So, cause sometimes mm-hmm. they are the stabilizing factor in a child's life. Well, they spend more hours with children than parents do waking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do. Yeah. My kids' teachers were the primary influence in their life outside of you know, putting them to bed and getting them ready off to school. You were talking about when your oldest went to went to grade school and, and it, oh boy, did it bring back the memories. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I always tried to be as active as I could be, especially, you know, now I raised boys mm-hmm. and when they left grade school, they're like, mom, you're not welcome at middle school. And so mm-hmm. that was, that became harder. But my oldest, they bust all the kindergartners to a separate kindergarten. So he actually went to three different grade schools because we moved between his second and third grade year. But that that school that he went to, that he finished grade school and our youngest son only went to that grade school, had so many volunteers. I laughed one day and told the principal, her name was Berlene Mason. She was a beautiful lady. But I told her one day, 
you need to install a revolving door because you have more volunteers than I've ever seen at any school. <laughs> and it was great. I loved to see that parent involvement. And I'm sure they in, in, were thrilled to have you be that active because mm-hmm. you are so good. You are you. If anything needs to get done, you're a doer. <laughs> you just roll up your sleeves and get it done. I think that's why God put me into prayer ministry because I really need to know that he's the source of that yeah. strength and accomplishment because that is also the gifts he gave me is to accomplish. But I really want to, I just read a quote yesterday by Francis Chan, fear of failure is not what we want. It's fear of succeeding at things that don't really matter. Yeah. And yeah. I've been chewing on that. <laughs> yeah. That's um, once in a while that'll show that uh, there's a meme that's very similar to that. And I posted that probably seven, eight years ago. It's not that exact quote, but it, the same, mm-hmm. same jest. And every time it pops up in my memories, I share it because it's like, what I do all day, every day is important, but I don't ever want what Sandy does to be more important than what God is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. So I I have a feeling I know the answer, but can you share with our readers or our listeners, excuse me, I get the magazine and the radio show confused. How did Moms in Prayer get started? And how, and, and you said 40 years ago. Yes, 1984, Fern Nichols, a mom of two junior high age boys in British Columbia, sent them off to junior high with a heavy heart and came home and that morning and just sensed the Lord calling her to be in prayer for them. And she said, well, Lord, if you'll send me another mom, then I will begin. And uh, she found the other, obviously the Lord sent the other mom and the ministry has been headquartered in Poway, South uh, California, in the San Diego area. She moved shortly after that. And uh, it's in 161 countries. It's in uh, the booklet is in, we've used the same booklet for 40 years as a guideline. And it's in, I believe, 70 languages. That's amazing. And so it's a worldwide ministry of, with a mission, you know, pretty defined that we pray for children in schools. That's awesome. And you mentioned earlier that you have a four-step structure. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. It's very similar to what some people know as acts. So we start with praise and uh, always a different attribute of God. My attribute this week is God is supreme. And so one of our scriptures is Colossians 1 about him being Jesus being the immortal, invisible God and a representation of him. So we spend time reading scripture about that attribute and then about 10 minutes in prayer as a group. It just takes two um, to praise him. And then we have a silent confession time because we know that Psalm 66, 18 says that if we cherish sin in our heart, God doesn't answer our prayers. So we want to have hearts clear because we're coming to him boldly. So then we have a Thanksgiving time where we encourage our moms to remember what they asked for last week and be thanking God for how he's taking care of it over the week. And then we have a 30-minute intercession period where we pray for the children uh, scripturally that goes along with the supreme theme, whatever the theme is of the week. And then we pray specific need for that same child. Each mom chooses one child each week. And then we have one teacher from the school that we're praying for. And then we pray for uh, school concerns, general and specific, as well as we wrap up with a couple minutes praying that moms in prayer will remain unified and pure and sustained until Jesus returns. Amen. I love that. And grow. 
and grow <laughs> and grow. grow. Yes. So you you intentionally keep the group small. So. Uh, no, no, no. Well, we usually meet in homes. So the only reason, like my group, ha- divided last year to multiply again, is because we break into twos for intercession. So to have enough spots where we're not interrupting the ears of the group next to us a home so once you get to 10 or 12 it kind of fills out a home the living room the dining room the kitchen table you know and you two go to the powder room because there's no other room left (laughs) and then it's like who's driving the furthest would you guys like to start one in your neighborhood or maybe the timing doesn't work quite right they really groups really form around time right now um you know it doesn't really matter what age your kids are anymore or what school they go to we can all pray for our school but not everyone you know the time of day is such a huge so you talk about each week you you pray to a different attribute of god Mm -hmm. so is that something you as the as the group leader come Mm -hmm. up with or are there resources so that you don't have to well i know early in my walk i volunteered in the wednesday night program at church and I needed resources because yes. I didn't. I, I went to the pastor and I said, you know, I can only teach Noah's Ark so many times, and so because <laughs> yes. that's what I knew exactly. And so, so what kind of resources on the website? There is a list of probably five dozen different prayer sheets, all pre-printed. So my group right now is going alphabetical. Two falls ago, we meet when kids are in school. So we started with God is able, and now at the almost end of the second year, we're in the S's, God is supreme. And I think there's enough to get us through this school year. So I just go on every Monday, print the prayer sheet, send a text to everyone. So if they want to look up scriptures ahead of time or bring their own printed, they can be prepared. I love that. Yeah, it's simple. I, I, of course, I've been digging around since I invited you. I was like, you better learn a little bit more about moms in prayer. Yes. And because although I'm aware of, I mm-hmm. we've never rolled up the sleeves and gotten yes. down and talked about the nitty gritty of, of mm-hmm. how and what, but the resources are so v- valuable. I know, again, from, from my leadership on the Wednesday night program at church, when I knew nothing, mm-hmm. I needed that guidance. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking that maybe there's a mom listening or a grandma listening right now who's thinking, I could start that in our area, but mm-hmm. I don't know where to start. Well, exactly. you've made it easy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The international ministry has that for everybody in all those 161 countries. And then by state, uh, here in America, we have leadership volunteer teams that come alongside someone that is getting started. In the West Ada District, we have a coordinator and assistant. And uh, since we've had, she's been actively providing leadership for about five years. And I believe at least 75% of all schools in the West Ada District are prayed for every week. The growth has been phenomenal when you have leadership that is on the ground helping and supporting and training and encouraging groups. And and moms and grandmas, you're not on your own. You've got yes. you've got some, you've got backup there. That's and right. that means a lot. Do you have any idea and and I don't mean to stump you, so if you mm. don't know, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Do you have any idea how many moms and prayer groups we have active right now? In Idaho, I just saw the list. We actually have over 100 active groups in Idaho. We are covering about 185 schools a week in Idaho, but there are 800 schools in Idaho. So we have room for growth. Exactly. Here's your challenge. (laughs) Yes. And I've had the privilege of overseeing north, everything north of the Treasure Valley, 
for the last few years. And uh, I would say again, five years ago, when I took that heart on and just started intentionally, we probably had three active groups. And this fall, we have 19 active groups north of, which doesn't seem like that many, but it's way more than we had. So it's exciting. And again, something um, I didn't think to ask, something you just said kind of triggered me. Yeah. And and again, so I apologize, because that's this is never meant to stump anybody in, that's okay. in, in, this, in this studio. But do you work then closely with like Child Evangelism Fellowship? Mm-hmm. They're one of our ministry partners. Okay. Yeah, yes. Angie's wonderful. She's actually yes. been on the show before. And, okay, and um, so that's I kind of I kind of that's a good follow segue. her around. Yeah. Maybe I don't know how we're doing time we're wise, good. but that's a good segue to talk about National Day of Prayer. Let's talk about National Day of Prayer because National Day of Prayer has also, in my thirty years, been a ministry partner of Moms in Prayer International and um, a national ministry partner. So. Um, the encouragement of bringing moms from lots of groups together on one day of the year to pray is a catalyst. Yes. But also, Moms in Prayer prays weekly. So if we can be at a National Day of Prayer event, encourage prayer, share about Moms in Prayer, offer resources to keep the prayer going for education in the community weekly, that's why we really encourage the participation in National Day of Prayer. And and you take this, I mean, again, you're 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 a doer. You take this personally. And for the last three years, you yeah. have coordinated the Meridian yeah. National Day of Prayer event because there wasn't one. Yeah. And you, so let's let's talk about that briefly. I mean, okay. let's, this is this is your opportunity yes. to shine here. Thank you. Um, because I've attended, mm-hmm. and you do a phenomenal job. Yes, thank uh, you. National for Day of Prayer is a really busy day for most people who do a cross denominational ministry. Mm. From early in the morning on National Day of Prayer till the very end of the day, I am hopping from one mm. place to another um, to support, to join in prayer, and to support. And so I have been blessed to be able to be, and, and actually, thank you very much for the honor of, of being able to join you in prayer that day. Yeah. But let's talk about that. Where can and what time? National mm-hmm. Day of Prayer, if you don't know, is always the first Thursday of May. So this year, it's May 4th. Yes. May the 4th be with you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I couldn't. You knew that was coming. I'm bad. It is sorry. May 4th. Well, it's been May 5th other years. <laughs> so yes, it is. And uh, nationaldayofprayer.org is the best place to find your local event. Uh, So no matter where you are in Idaho or anywhere else, you type in your zip code and you see what has been posted on the website. Now, as of yesterday, there were only four events in Idaho. So many more will be posted. Yes. But the Meridian one was the first one on the website because you encouraged me to start earlier this year and I have been. And, Only um, because you were frustrated. I was. Uh, it, I wanted was, more people there. It to pray. wasn't a criticism, listeners. It was yes. because Carla came to me and expressed some frustration, and I said, "You know, anyway, it doesn't yes. matter what I said, but I was not being mean to you." <laughs> I want, oh no, I didn't think of it as that. I put it on my reminder to get started earlier because I want every praying person in Meridian who might want to be there to know that it's happening. Yes. Whether they can make it or not is their life. But I wanted to do a better job of getting the word out. And um, so we have the City Hall Courtyard Reserved. Which is beautiful. It is, in Meridian with the amphitheater seating. It's very nice. And um, so Thursday, May 4th, from noon to 1 o'clock, we will be there for about 10 minutes of worship. And then we spend the remainder 50 minutes 
praying by influence. There are seven major influences in our communities. And so I'm finalizing this week who will be praying for each area. Should I list them? Sure. Okay, business. And um, I just secured that one yesterday. And I haven't asked for permission to say their names on the air. It's all right. It it can be a surprise. Because if you have never been to a a marriage prayer breakfast or a prayer event on the National Day Prayer, you're you're not aware of what these are. And if you've you've been at the back of the crowd, like at the state capitol, it's sometimes hard to hear. So it's great to know. Yes. So you pray over business. Business and education and families, which... I'm hoping Child Evangelism Fellowship is going to be our family. Oh, that would be cool. You mentioned them. And media, uh, churches, a local pastor will be praying for his fellow pastors, government, and we have uh, just secured that one yesterday, I think, and military. Military. I just secured that one this morning. Yes. Uh, A local, what do you call it, currently serving military. Oh, a chaplain. Well, he's not, but he's in, I think he's in the recruitment for Air Force. Oh, that's cool. But he's not retired. That's what I meant. He's currently active. Work, active. Yeah, he's yeah. active. Yes. So every year they change the the theme. And this year, that's why I was grabbing oh, my good. phone. Yes. Um, not, um, was this year's theme is James 5, 16b, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yes. And so it'll be very interesting to see that all come together. And there are, there there's... Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, I know of mm-hmm. two. There's one in Meridian, one in Nampa, then your event at noon. Mm-hmm. Mountain um, Home has already posted their event that's at good. the county courthouse. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Eagle is having theirs at the gazebo, and Moms in Prayer is initiating that one as well. That's See, you knew more than I did. Yeah, I didn't well, dig deep enough yesterday. That's okay. But um, and, then the, and then usually the one at the state capitol is in the evening. They used to do it at noon, but it was yes, so hard to get down there. it's been switched to 6 o'clock so in the, the past. I do not know what this year's information is. So watch the website. It'll yep. be on there. It's it's important. It's vital. It's vital that uh, we come together and pray for our country. Bethel Nazarene Church has agreed to open their prayer chapel all day for just anyone in, Be- in Nampa who wants to come and go, and they'll have um, prayer guides there for them. There is also a, a church, and I can't remember the name of the church, but there's a church in Mountain Home as well. Okay. That that has, yeah. I, I, their pastor is a friend of mine, and I can't. Watch the website, yes. nationaldayofprayer.org, and for your local area. Sandpoint is known for having one of the biggest National Day of Prayer gatherings in the country. Did you know that? I did not know it's that. It's very exciting. They've had over 1,000 people there before. We're we're coming down to the wire, Ooh, so I don't went want so to, fast. I know it always does. It's <laughs> it's crazy. But I if if people are interested, if our listeners are interested in finding a group or starting a group, where can they get the information? I've oh, got it right here. Text. Okay, text text groups G R O U P S to five one five five five. That's yes. groups to five one five five five, or visit momsinprayer.org. Perfect. So that's cool. Can I keep these? Yes. Handed me cards. You yes. can't see that. Sorry, this is radio. <laughs> it happens every week, folks. Our time has run out. Carla, thank you again for joining me. Thank we'll have to you do this again. Invitation. This was fun. Yes, I appreciate it. Folks, we are out of time. You can pick up your own copy of Christian Living Magazine at over 600 locations throughout southern Idaho. Or if you're out of the area, read us online at christianlivingmag.com. I hope you'll join us again next week when we have another inspiring guest who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. 
Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.